Welcome back to the North Florida Wrestling Show. We are excited to be bringing you a brand new segment, and it's all about that story and mindset behind winning that gold medal at the end of the season. That's right. It's the very first installment of the Champions Perspective. Coaches and hungry wrestlers alike are going to love it, and it's coming right up. We just want to give a thanks to our previous guests, Coach James Marshka and Garrett Marshka. If you haven't caught the episode or seen the write-up, you can catch it at the official website and join in on the discussion. But, Dad, let's go and get into it because I know you're very excited about this. This is a um, this is a segment that you had in mind um, and that you kind of came up with, and I thought it was a fantastic idea. Um, I know it's not the exact first episode you wanted to, but whenever you, you were talking to me about this, this guy just came into my mind as, you know, the pure... Exactly the story that you know if uh, if you're a wrestling coach that you want to tell your you know your your kids at the end of the season because he just he's the epitome of to me at least of just grit. Um, you know what is what's your take on this guy that we we both have a pretty pretty uh, intimate backstory with? Yeah, our guest today, man, and we can't say enough about this individual. Not only um, as you referenced the grit, you know the hard work he put into reached the the top tier of the podium at the state tournament um but he's a you know also a fantastic ambassador for the sport you know, he's involved in tournament direction and promotion and and um you know we don't want to steal too much of his thunder but we're very privileged to have uh, mr joe mcmillan on this uh this episode to kick off our state champ series and as you said jordan you know this guy really epitomizes um, and embodies all of the hard work, the dedication, the sacrifice um, that goes into reaching that ultimate goal at the state tournament. Um, but without further ado, we want to welcome Mr. Joe McMillan. How you doing there, Big Joe? Good. I appreciate all the kind words. Uh, it's been a... Uh been a long journey but uh definitely definitely happy to to be here and to talk to you guys uh, very privileged to be on the championship series for sure well good man we like to say we really we really like i said i at least didn't really thought thought of you whenever we're forming the basis of this um for those that you don't know joe mcmillan was a 2010 state champion out of swanee high school our alma mater under under coach david laxton um so before we get into all of that and the story, what are you up to now, Joe? I know that you have a lot of projects that you're working on that you're extremely passionate about. Um, you're over there in Tallahassee right now, correct? Uh, that's right. That's right. We have uh, here in about a month, we'll be picking up uh, T-Town Wrestling Club, which was something that we started over here. It's we, we run it out of Lincoln High School, but it's open to everybody in Tallahassee. Um, kind of modeled a little bit after what we used to do at Swanee. Uh, we would have kind of in the summertime, we would have kids come in and to to get into my story a little bit. Uh, the kids club was actually instrumental in high school for me. I would go in with my little brother and help coach him. And there was a kid in there by the name of Blaine Howard. Well, his dad was turned out to be a really good heavyweight coach. And so I would go in and I would coach his son and my brother. And then when practice was over, he would fill in and help with me. And so I saw something there where as a high schooler, you know, you're always taught the move, you always hear the move, but when you teach the little kid, you have to say it back. And so it's kind of comes full circle and you start to understand more and you know, any good wrestler will tell you it's all the basics over and over and over again. So um, that was something that I recreated and I'm really passionate about. And like John said, I'm doing tournament directing uh, 
we have tournaments every week up here in North Florida, and I seem to be getting more and more involved every year. But uh, I definitely look forward to it. I like I like catching up on the stories too. Other kids coming through now, you know, uh, everybody likes my story in hindsight. But <clears throat> back in the day, I mean, I was one of these guys that, you know, I was just any other guy. Always good. I always wanted to continue the summer wrestling thing. It was something that, especially as a high school heavyweight, uh, aggravated me. I would have to show up 9 a.m., weigh in. All the all the little kids wrestle. All the middle school wrestles. About half the high schoolers wrestle, and then I'll get two matches at the end of the day. And I was a 215 in high school, but in the offseason, I weigh 220. Well, guess what? They're not combining weight classes. You're wrestling all the way up to 285. So I would get two matches, and maybe one of them was good. And so as I started doing the tournament directing, I was like, man, I would love to redo that. I'd love to make it where, you know, not only do you have a better experience, but people are encouraged to come back, you get better competition. And so that was something, and I think we do a good job of it now, Jason Westlogger with the Rapid Brackets and the uh, Warzone. Um, people think he's a competitor of mine. Not really. I, I love seeing that stuff. It's He's basically uh, spearheading uh, tackling a lot of the problems that, that I was trying to tackle anyway. So as long as the kids are getting a good experience and, and we're keeping the participation up, I think that's what everybody likes about so it. Joe, um, I wasn't really familiar with um, what, what happened um, in your life after you graduated. You know, all I just, all I just remember is a couple of years went by and then you were involved in tournament direction. How did you, how did you transition mm-hmm. from that to, you know, I know you said you wanted you wanted to kind of give back and and use the experience that you had, you know, as a wrestler. But how did you actually get involved in the tournament direction side of the things? So naturally, it begins with Coach Laxton. He was uh, I, well after I graduated, I I went off to college. I was computer science major. Um, so Coach Laxton heard that and he said, you know, we want to run the Billy Sailor a little bit different. We want to do a round robin with two pools. And we want to cross bracket and have a championship. And at the time, I don't think track maybe didn't have that bracket type in there or something. Um, So I ended up creating it all the way from scratch. I wrote the program and uh, we ran the sailor on it for a few years. I ran the the Cam Brown before it was the Cam Brown. Um, Cam Brown might actually wrestle in it. Uh, We had we had that tournament there at Florida High for a couple of years. Um, And then I kind of it was. After a while, people wanted to go back to track. And so naturally, I was just like, sure, I'll try to figure it out. So um, then with Travis Blackston over there at Border Wars, we, we, we ran it over there for a few years. And he luckily, he's a good friend of mine, the best friend in high school. And we were just he stuck with me through the through the growing pains. And now it's it's to the point where, yeah, I run your summer tournaments. I'm doing these dual tournaments for for, for coaches. A lot of the middle school guys need me to. Um, if anybody out there listening is interested in getting involved with this, I would, I need people to be on site. Um, I could definitely throw work to you, but it's, it's, it's an experience, but the thing I love most is setting it up and then being able to sit there and watch some of the kids. Like there's some, there's some young kids over here in Tallahassee and Wakulla, uh, especially that I've been impressed with this year and looking forward to just kind of keeping up with them. I'm kind of a sports nerd too. I love, I used to love watching sports center top 10 plays and, uh, so finding those guys young in their career and then kind of following up with them as they, as they get older, I think it's just fun to me. So, um, and I get paid a little bit on the side, so, you know, not, not a bad day. Pretty, pretty good deal. Yeah. So Joe, where do you see this going from, from here? You know, I mean, you kind of back, you gave us a little bit of a backstory on, you know, how, you know, 
where this idea is, the ideas came from and where you're at now. So where, where do you see yourself going in this field? Is this something you're basically looking at as a hobby or do you want to progress into something more career-like? I, I think it'll always be a hobby to me. I think uh, the, the money that I make on it just justifies the time spent. Um, I, I do enjoy it. I mean, if it would become a career, that would be one thing. But, uh, yeah, I think just taking it a step at a time, too. And, and like I said, with Jason Westlogger, uh, he's, they have an idea coming up here with the Rapid Brackets and the Warzone, I think, that is going to, if it hasn't, if it hasn't changed people's mind yet, it's just a matter of time. Um, and track needs competition, uh, just frankly. Um, I mean, you're not going to get them to update anything on there. And if they don't have to, you know, they have to spend money to do that. And so um, if something like that phases me out as a tournament director, that's fine. I'll, I'll always be able to find a spot in the sport. Um, there's plenty of other things that people need. I think that everybody loves wrestling and all the former wrestlers come back and they do the exact same thing and they help out with the high school and some of the advice coach Laxton gave me, I asked him about it when I started the youth wrestling. He's like, don't let people stretch you too thin. You know, all of a sudden you're helping with the youth. Now you're helping with the high school. Now you're helping with the summer tournaments. And all of a sudden you've, you're not doing anything well, but you're doing everything about half as good as you really could. So it's, it's, I think keeping myself on target, finding one thing to get good at building that up and then looking for other places to add on to is, is kind of the thought. So um, if tournament directing goes away in the future, I'll, I'll always be able to find something to do, I think, here to, to make it worth my time. And like I said, it's a hobby. I enjoy it. So, Well, you're a pretty smart dude. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about you finding gainful employment, you know, Mr. Taking Calculus 3 and, as a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, wasn't, no, it wasn't quite that high, but it was something like that. But, so getting but getting uh you know kind of turning back the clock and going um you know getting into the champion part of the series tell us about your early career because i know you and i shared uh shared a team for about two years but you know before that i don't really you know remember i saw and when we get to that all you know i can definitely vouch for the grind that you had to put in day in day out but you know what was your your what was your entrance into it and um prior to being a freshman at uh at swanee high under david laxton well, well, definitely. So um, it actually all begins. So seventh grade, I started wrestling. Uh, I only started about halfway through the year. The middle school coach knew my dad was talking to me. Hey, how much does Joe weigh? Oh, well, we need that weight class. So I said, hey, well, there's a starting spot for me there. You know, I didn't start on the football team this year. Why don't I go over there? So I went over to the wrestling uh, team and I lost, I think, my first 11 matches. And then finally, there was the last match of the year. We were, I remember we were wrestling Lowndes. And I said, I'm tired of losing. You know, if I don't win this one, I, I won't come back next year. And I, and I got a uh, reversal at the last second and won that match. And uh, I remember my dad was so proud. He had acted like he didn't just watch me lose 12 straight. But uh, he was. Uh, uh, I got my hand raised and I came back the next year. And I said, you know, I guess I'll give wrestling another try. And so come out my eighth grade year and my goal was, you know, I wanted to win a tournament go the whole year. And there's this kid from Lake City I can't beat. I get second or third everywhere I go. And so, and then we come up in freshman year. So me and you, Jordan, uh, you know, the listeners, Jordan's a state champ too. So we were, uh, we were teammates for two years, ninth grade and 10th grade. Ninth grade was a tough year. I'm not going to lie. It was probably the toughest year. Uh, you talk about grit. There was no reason for me to keep coming back to practice at all. There was a uh, state champ in front of me. There's a uh, 
the the heavyweight. So I was I was two oh five as a freshman, a little, little fat boy, and there was a state champ Barney Wainwright two fifteen ahead of me at heavyweight. We had the returning six placer. Uh, if I wanted to lose weight at 189, we had Lee Laxton, who's been brought up on the podcast multiple times. Uh, um, you know, he's he's technically not a state champion, but he's still one of the best wrestlers that ever came through Swanee. Um, I, if I really crashed, I did. We even had Octavius Granville <laughs> below that. So I was not beating <laughs> I was not beating any of them. I could have lost 25 percent of my body weight and I could have took the empty spot at 160. <laughs> Dude, I kid you not. I I I bring up like I whenever we're talking about like state champ or Swanee, like usually you come up and I say like Joe Joe McMillan had the probably worst drill circle that I've ever had to like see anybody go through. <laughs> I felt I legitimately felt bad for you just every day looking over in that right hand corner and seeing you just get murdered, <laughs> dude. You got murdered. Oh my god! It was grown men too. I mean, yeah, it, it's I not even. There's like nothing you can do as a wrestler. You your be, your your, ba- your best case scenario was was Octavius taking you down about fifteen different times. Like that's best case I, scenario. Hey, sometimes Barney would be a little bit tired, and he would take a breather <laughs> when he was wrestling me. I was like, "Hey, man, you don't have to do that." <laughs> I'm not making a move if you're not. <laughs> But uh, no, I don't want to tell on Barney like that. But he 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 worked hard. He just uh, yeah. How did you? So you know that's really the biggest. That's like you know for me that's what stood out and made me really want to have you as our first episode. Like what as a freshman and like you just telling us like you weren't you know exactly a standout middle school you know wrestler. What made you just come back day after day after day and take that like? There's a beating man. Those are those are some mean individuals. I mean, you keep coming back. That's the thing about wrestling. You keep coming back, and, and there's no there's no promise. I mean, even even the most talented guy keeps coming back. You're always guaranteed a chance. And something that attracted me to wrestling in the beginning, like I told you, I was a doughboy. I was a little fat kid. And, and wrestling was so hardcore. Like, coming from football background, like, wrestling is the most hardcore sport. I mean, you're trying to be you're trying to be in shape like the track team. You're trying to lift weight like the weightlifting team. And then you're on top of that, you have this high skill cap sport where every little thing matters, your footwork and everything. And so I just kept telling myself, like, you don't do this for four or five, six years and still be a fat little doughboy on the other end of this. So that was kind of the idea was like persistence, just keep coming back. And and like you said, grit, I mean, grit's one thing, grit's uh grit's something you do in the short term, but persistence is this is this thing's a marathon and you can't sprint a marathon. And you got to just keep coming back and you take your butt kickings and you just understand that day by day, you might not notice it, but your body's changing. You know, uh, your mindset's changing. Definitely mental toughness. I mean, wrestlers, some of the most mentally tough people. I mean, you hear that everywhere. Um, and so that's that was something that I wanted to see in myself. I wanted to kind of foster that because I wanted to be a tough guy. And, and by the end of it, too, and something I want to drill home here especially for any kids listening is that there's never a moment where like I made it. There was never a moment where I thought I was a tough guy. It just, by the end of it, it takes people like Jordan Cohen over here who you respect saying, Oh, that's one of the grittiest guys, you know, that came through the room. I'm like, Holy cow. <laughs> I guess I was that guy. Um, so just don't, don't give up and don't get discouraged because the journey is so long and drawn out. And you're not, you're never going to feel like you got there. 
Um, I mean, the week before the state tournament, not to jump ahead, but I wasn't a regional champ. I mean, like all the way up until the last week of my career, I was thinking like I didn't make it. Like it, it's not going to happen for me. But you just – I still showed up to the state tournament. I still had the same mindset like, all right, I qualified. That means I'm good enough to be here, go out there and wrestle the way you've been wrestling and one match at a time just get through them. And, I mean, just like I got through all four years of high school, I got through those four years of – uh, or there's four matches at state, you know, it's, you just keep coming back and, and you learn, you, you learn your lessons too. I mean, you have to foster the skill side of it. It's not all running sprints and doing push ups. Like you have to, this is the wrestling team. You have to get good at wrestling. Um, so that was something I did and something I always wanted to do was uh, you always want to seek out people. You know, I had a great coach. Coach Laxon is great. But you always want to find people. Once you've learned under one person for long enough, you want to go out and you want to seek knowledge from other people, just get different perspectives. And you start adding things yourself and it becomes kind of your playbook. Like to use the football analogy, nobody's calling in the plays. You know, I make the game plan. I or me and my coach talk about the game plan and then I actually execute and I come up with, uh, you know, when I'm going to shoot, when I'm going to be defensive, things like that. So, um it's, it's kind of just just owning it and understanding that it's all yours and that, that, that to be persistent and to always find something to work on. Um, it's very important, I think. Joe, that's fantastic commentary, man. So many so many great comments there. And um, it's it's awesome that you gave a little uh, advice to the, the wrestlers that are listening that maybe fall in a similar category as you that, you know, they um, you know, maybe they're in a, in a tough circle or, um, you know, they you know, they're maybe carrying a little extra weight. They, whatever the case may be, you know, mm-hmm. your words, I'm hoping provide some inspiration um, to those that, you know, maybe sitting on that fence. And I tell you, I remember your freshman year because I'd come in to watch practice and stuff. And I would look over there and I would just feel sorry for you, man, because you were just getting, you were just getting <laughs> pounded over there, man. But I tell you, that speaks a lot to your character and your drive and the persistence mm-hmm. that you mentioned in your commentary but so let's fast forward to your sophomore year what the room looked like then and how are you feeling about your potential success so it was uh so I was telling Jordan about this too so this was going into Jordan's senior year and we still had uh, a couple of those guys I had mentioned that graduated but John Snyder Octavius Granville were still there um I was still pretty much taking my beatings but I was on varsity so I had some, I had something to do on Friday and Saturday. I wasn't just running and doing push-ups and getting beat up for no reason. Um, I was actually getting to compete. So uh, definitely, I mean, my life in the practice room wasn't a lot easier, but it was a lot more encouraging. I actually had some encouragement to come back and and every year you you set a goal for yourself. So as a freshman, before I knew who was in what weight classes, I said, I, you know, I want to be varsity. Well, show up. That's not possible. You come back my sophomore year. I'm I'm like, all right. Well, I'm on varsity, so let's uh let's try to be a state qualifier. Well, I fall just short of that, and I'm I'm two matches away, but I, I lose to the guys that qualify. So effectively, a blood round kid, and uh and and so I fell just bitterly short of that, and and kind of I'll just roll right into my junior year too. So so we come back my my junior year and. Uh, my goal that year was that, you know, if you didn't qualify last year, you, you need to place as a junior. Like if you're going to be a state champion one day, you know, the idea is get on varsity, 
qualify, place, and then win it. That was my trajectory I'd built out. And coming back my junior year, we go to second tournament of the year, Capital City Classic, and I win it. It was the first tournament that I had ever – I might have won a summer tournament here or there, but that was the first real regular season tournament I ever won. It was pretty big. It's like 32 teams back then. Yeah, you you won Capital City? I, I did. That was the first tournament I ever won was my junior year. I won Capital City. And, and sure enough, three days later at practice, I break my hand and it was crushing. I mean, I'm, I'm in tears, like, uh, in the wrestling room, coach Laxon calls my mom in and he's like, uh, you got to take him to the doctor. So, so we go and we get the x-ray we go to see the doctor. I'll never forget this because I was expecting the doctor to tell me something bad. I, I knew it was broke, but the doctor comes in and he was a jerk about it. He comes in and he's like, how many weeks are left in wrestling season? I say, uh, oh, about eight. He goes, oh, that was a trick question. Your oh. season's over. And from and from that moment on, I really didn't oh, want to hear what he had to say. He was, uh, I mean, he was a foreign guy. I don't so I don't know if he knew that was really rude, but it was it was you know. <laughs> That's a pretty. I feel like I feel like that translates in any language. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it really does. But uh, <laughs> but just like my freshman year, it was even though I had no reason to go back in the room, I I went back and I got on the exercise bike and I just kept pedaling and they had scheduled me for the, for a surgery. You know, they they were gonna wait two weeks and then they were gonna do a surgery and then that was gonna put me out for eight weeks. So that was gonna be the season. And uh, in in that two week time span, we we got a second opinion and and we just because I was a young guy, I could feel my hand, you know kind of repairing itself so we just got another x-ray got another opinion and the guy said hey your hand's healing up fine you probably don't need the surgery um so we decided to bypass it and so the fact that i just either from being dumb or just really tough i just from that persistence i just said all right well i've been in the wrestling room let's just wait for this to uh heal up so i actually was able to come back in my junior year and uh wrestled in a couple tournaments right there before districts but didn't even do too well um, I kind of fallen off everybody's radar after winning the capital city and, uh, I upset some people that I, I had lost to previously and I'd made it to the regional finals. I qualified for state. I get up there to state, got a real bad draw, uh, lost to the guys that got second and fourth and, and fell just short again of my goal. I want to be a state placer and here I am, I'm one or two matches away, just like I was my sophomore year. Um, and then, and that's what kind of set the stage for me going into my senior year. I had, if you're, if you're keeping up now, I'm in my sixth year of wrestling. I have accomplished none of my goals that I've set out in the beginning of the year to, to get, I never won a tournament in middle school, you know, wasn't on varsity as a freshman, didn't qualify, didn't qualify as a sophomore. And now I don't have a state medal as a, as a junior. So heading into my senior year was very, very important to me to get extra work in and, Luckily for me, I had two factors. I had the Rod Howard um, guy I talked about earlier. Uh, he, he was coming in with the kids club and we were doing that. And then afterwards he would wrestle with me. And And my wrestling partner was at the boys ranch, which if you don't know what that is, it's, it's basically a foster home for kids who got in trouble. And, and Jamie did not like being out there. So anytime the van drove to the high school, Jamie was on it. So I said, Jamie, if you're going to be at practice every day, I'm going to be at practice every day. And me and Jamie were there and, and Rod Howard would come in and work with us. And it was it was a perfect setup, really, to get good. It was three guys in a room. All three of us are heavyweights. We're all beating up on each other. And, and 
Rod did a good job in not letting me live wrestle too much. He made me drill. And so we got really good at our footwork, at our takedowns. When we're in a blast single situation, we have three or four finishes from there, and they all kind of chain into one another. We have an underhook series we love. Um, and so it was getting good at wrestling. It wasn't about running more sprints, doing more push-ups, or what I see, or, or cutting any weight, um, really. And that's what I see a lot of seniors do, is that they think that, that they need to get tougher. But when you get good at wrestling, that's – when you're tough after that, you got to get smart. Um, and you, you got to focus on the actual discipline of wrestling. Um, and so that's what I did in between my junior and senior year. Um, I would travel around and try to wrestle. I had a losing record in the summer leading up to my senior year. And that was on purpose. I wanted to go wrestle the best guys. Um, I tell all the high school wrestlers now, it's like, you know, if you go undefeated in the summer, you probably didn't do anything. You know, you probably just practice spinning people. I mean, what's that good for? So <clears throat> that was something I did then. I'm really um, appreciative for that. I think it gave me a better appreciation for the sport too. Uh, it's not just a strong man, you know, brute force thing. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, and then uh, I guess leading into my senior year, um, just, just really, really, you know, I was talking about not sprinting the marathon, but there your senior year, you know, it's, yeah, this is the last run. Um, no time to get tired. It's no time to have, you know, bad days or off days, um, you show up to practice. And if, if you feel tired, you kind of need to get pissed off that you were tired that day and that you thought about taking off. You should work harder. Um, so that's what I tried to do. And luckily having guys like Jordan Cohn, like Travis Laxton in the room, guys that are also on their own gold medal hunt, um, you kind of watch them and you say, all right, they're taking this serious. Like, this is how I take it serious. And I mean, I remember uh, telling some of the other juniors and seniors on our team my senior year that's like, you know, don't distract us. We don't want to hear about you out there, you know, partying or having fun. Like, this is the wrestling team. We do this. This is – there's nothing more fun than being – going out on Saturday and being dominant. This is what we do for fun here. Um, and so that's – that was kind of the mentality. And having a team like that, we – our team my senior year was not very good. Uh, I – I thought the team my freshman year was way better. And we ended up being state runner-ups that year at the IBT just because I think that mentality had bled out. Um, there was Travis there. And then you see the guys below Travis working just as hard as he was. And then all of a sudden, everybody's on board. You have guys like Josh Key placing at state. Um, no one had that. I, you know, I don't even know if Josh knew he was going to do that, but uh, – few other guys on the team too really stepped up. Aaron Fountain came, you know, improved vastly that year. Um, me and Jamie both had come back and we knew we were going to be good, but, but I think we surprised some other people as well. Um, but yeah, having, having that team mentality. I, oh, I, well, I tell the guys now it's, it's a wrestling room is either getting better or getting worse. And a wrestling room that's getting better is when your best kid, your most talented kid, is also the hardest working because there is no goofing off on a team like that. You know, you, you're getting in someone else's way of success and this is an individual sport as far as the accolades, but don't let, you know, if my friends around me are distracting me, then, then I don't need you. You know, I don't care how much I like you, how funny you are, you know, how much, I, what a good locker room presence you are. If, if you're not good in the practice room, um, you're sorry. <laughs> We don't need you. Yeah. But um 
So, Joe, um, so set the stage for us at the state tournament your senior year. So you're there. Kind of go through kind of go through your matches a little bit. Yeah, so um so so leading up to the state tournament, I had I had done pretty well. Um I was trending down though towards the end of the year. And it was something that was really nagging at me. There was a guy from Reigns High School, uh, Kenneth Bynum, um, really good friend by the end of it but he was a uh he was a rival for sure we had i had beat him the first two times we had wrestled that year uh we come back and at the five star in reigns uh he beats me and then at regions the week before state um you know he had just beat me and i said all right all right i gotta set this record straight you know i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna wrestle really really uh tight you know i'm not gonna make any mistakes this time and i go out there and he just beats me and, and it was deflating because I worked and worked and worked. And I was like, if this just put me on the side with two region champs, this probably just gave me a really tough quarterfinals matchup. Um, I probably just screwed up is what I remember that night. And that whole next week was brutal. Uh, not a lot of sleep on my end. I was thinking about all my mistakes. And I think uh, maybe that mentality helped me, actually, because I get to the state tournament and I had a really bad draw again. Um, my first match wasn't as bad, but in the quarters, I got the guy who ended up placing fourth. In the semis, I got the guy who placed third. And then, then in the finals, you know, of course, I wrestled the runner-up. Um, so I had to beat the other three region champs to get there. But but it was uh, it was really difficult for me because, I mean, just driving down there to Lakeland, it was when it was still at the Lakeland Civic Center. I remember looking at the billboards, and I was having those terrible thoughts, like, what's my mindset going to be when we drive back by this billboard? <laughs> You know, what is going to have happened this weekend? Um, and so I kind of had that paranoid mentality that, like, you know, your your first mistake at the state tournament is going to be the one you remember forever. And and for the first three and a half matches, I didn't make very many mistakes. Um, I had a really good day the first day on Friday. Saturday had really tough semifinals matchup against the guy ranked number one, uh, won that match by one point. Um, and then they're going into the finals, uh, you know, being, being in the heavier weights, we weren't scoring a lot of points. First period in zero, zero second period. I picked bottom. Um, I, I get away pretty quick. It's one, nothing. And it's one to nothing all the way, you know, third period he's on bottom. Well, I'm riding him out. You know, every time he, he gets up or I'm driving him out of bounds, I'm tripping him. I'm taking him back to the mat and, and, I was just – you started to get that feeling like, you know, Joe might actually finish this period on top and win one to nothing, um, which is something I didn't do very often. And I was I was doing a spiral ride, and right off the whistle, I go to, I go to shoot my half in underneath his elbow, and the guy slips his arm in, and I slide off the top to reversal. There's like 35 seconds left. Um, so 35 seconds left in the state finals. I'm down two to one. Like – everyone else would be freaking out. And for some reason, I just remember being really calm and thinking, all right, I got about 20 seconds to try to reverse them. And after that, I should try to get away and just kept that mentality. He, he threw in one leg on me and, and it was something we had practiced. We had done in practice because, you know, you can do a cross body ride as a lightweight, but as a heavyweight, you know, coach Laxon was telling us if you get, See, if you somehow end up on top of the guy and your legs are in, you should try to get him out because this is going to end badly for you if you start rolling. So anyways, this guy has one one leg uh, is one leg in on me, uh, kind of in a crossbody ride, and I, I just hip heist. And whenever I go to turn into him, um, he bridges. 
I, I post with my forehead. My legs are up in the air. Uh, finally, I kick over and, and five-point reversal. You know, I've, I've got them straddled. I've, I've got the uh, overhook, um, and I'm, I'm covering. I'm trying to make sure I don't get bridged all the way over. Uh, the guy was uh, six foot five, so he had a little bit of leverage. Um, he ended up playing defensive end, I think, at Marshall. And But anyways, big, strong athlete guy, and, and you know, the clock hits zero, and I'm on top. Um, you know, getting back points. I get up. I remember I'd, I had no celebration planned. I always, I was superstitious like that. I was like, if you, you start planning the the celebration, then it's not going to happen for you kind of thing. So I, I, I didn't want to think about what was going to happen after the match. So I, I won and I just had my arms up and I'm walking around the mat. I'm pointing at people in the stands. Um, and then I remember to go jump on my coach. Cause that's what everybody else does. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And uh I hugged Coach Laxton at the end of it. I have it on tape, too. You can hear him slapping me on the back, and I'm sweaty, and he's slapping me, and, oh, it hurt so bad. But, you know, we're all fired up in the moment. I was sweaty. <laughs> yeah. All right, I want to speak to so- I want to speak to something here. Oh, this is kind of off the off of Joe's. Okay, Joe, you sweat more than any man I have ever known. I mean, you could literally mop the mat with the sweat that you had during the during just the drills. Uh, you know, yes. in the circle. it was unbelievable. But I do want to ask you a question yes. about that state tournament. A little bird told me that in one of your matches, I don't know which one, there was a snafu with the clock. There was or something. I don't, I don't remember. Can you can you speak it to was. that? Yeah, it was funny. We had a guy from Live Oak running the clock, and he screwed me. <laughs> can you believe that? It was a inside job. No, uh, no, it's actually funny. Yeah, John was actually at the. He was he was an official for the state tournament that year, and he was he wasn't officiating the match. It wasn't that much of an inside job, but he was. <laughs> He was behind the table, and I think he got a little too caught up watching it. Was that it? You got a little – and you had to remember, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to hit play on the clock. And, uh, yes, Jordan's, I got caught up. I was, Jordan's I was younger very brother, entertained Dalton, by it. And, uh-huh. Dalton, Dalton was the uh, was the pool noodle tapper, and we have, him, we, have, we have him on tape. You know, the clock's not running, and he has the pool noodle, and he's sitting there like this. Like, he doesn't know what to do or say, and he's just, like, looking. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. I mean, luckily it didn't have any bearing on the match. I think it ended up costing me three or four seconds at the end of the day. But you know what? But, you know uh, what? I think I think I think I failed to start the clock. I think it was what maybe fifteen seconds left. It was, or it was like fifteen, that. and and if you play it back, nine seconds it went by where because we we got reset and then we were out of bounds again nine <laughs> seconds later, and they ended up resetting it to six or something. So it only cost two or three so, seconds, but. So just so you know, during that 15 seconds that ran off there in that match, I was I was inwardly making my exit plan, my exit strategy from Live Oak. If you had lost that match, I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. have to leave town, man. It was it was that was a nail biter, and and the guy I was wrestling was pretty explosive, big big muscular guy. He would have been ranked number one all year too, and uh, yeah, that that match had a lot of things going on. His his headgear kept messing up. We had blood time. The the video that that we've had and we've watched all these years is 15 minutes long for a six minute match. So, on top of clock malfunctions and all that, I mean, you guys have been to the state tournament. You know that some of those matches get crazy, and that semifinals match was definitely one of them. Um, but but very good feeling coming out of that. Um, and also, one thing I got to speak to too is in between that semifinals match and the finals match, you have a lot of downtime. 
And luckily for me, I had Travis Laxton, a guy who had been there before, returning state champ, um, a guy who had been on the wrong end of losses early in his career at the state tournament, had been on the right end of them, and he was able to keep me focused. Something that I think a lot of people make a mistake at at the state tournament is that they think that they need to change things or that they need to impress other people because they have qualified for the finals. You don't have to do that at all. You have to wrestle the exact way you always have. I remember um, putting on our singlets. I remember telling Travis, man, crazy. Last time we'll put on the uniform. He says, shut up. Quit talking like that. We don't talk like that. You know, act like you've been here before. Do what you've always done. You know, you're here because you, because you qualified for the match. So you deserve to be here. So don't, don't act like anything should be different. Um, and so having a guy like that and you know, a mentality, like, I mean, how do you say anything to that? I was, I've been taking the guy's lead, um, for years now and, and kind of to have him there and keep me straight. I don't know how I would have done by myself. Um, having a friend's always better. Well, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because as I was trying to figure out how to, you know, really convey my thoughts, you know, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to do you justice just because I only knew you for two years. So I asked a friend of yours to write a little something, and uh, it is actually the person that you refer to a couple of times, Mr. Travis Laxton. And here's what he has to say about you. He says, what do you hate doing? Whatever it is you hate doing, that's what you need to do the most. It is important to realize that without adversity, a person cannot be successful. I can remember hating practice. We would get out of school at 3 o'clock and wait in the parking lot until 325 and then walk inside for practice. It was the last possible moment Joe and I would wait to head inside, and I can remember the days where Joe had three of the five best wrestlers in his life circle. One was a returning state champ, another a state runner-up, and the third a state placer. These were Barney Wainwright, Lee Laxton, and Big John Snyder. This was his adversity. Joe and I would talk about how he hated wrestling John every day, but to become successful, he had to endure the thing that he hated the most. His adversity made him better, and he had to embrace the grind to become a champion. I can also say that putting yourself in the right mindset to overcome adversity is important. It doesn't matter what your methods are. It just matters what feels right to you. I can remember Joe used to keep two quarters in his socks. He would take them out of his socks and rub them together before each match. At the time, I thought it was a little silly, but hey, every athlete has their routines and superstitions. And for him, it got him right to, uh, in the right mindset to kick some ass. In the end, that's all that mattered. He found a way to become a champion. From your friend, Travis Laxton. And I think that sums it up about... I appreciate uh, about, that. I, yeah, that's what I thought. Like I said, I was really trying, but I felt that, you know, I know that you two were very close. And you know, I wanted someone to, um, you know, to be able to speak to Joe McMillan as, uh, as the whole. So, man, Joe... That's appreciate- funny that he remembers the quarters. That's, that's, yeah, that's funny. I didn't even bring that up. That was, uh, hey, if, if it's silly and it works, is it really that silly? Hey bro, the, hey, those, bro, those two tube socks. I didn't my senior year didn't wash them one time. I just would take them off. Oh man, I, I got like halfway through the season. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I, well, I got like halfway through the season. I'm like, well, I might as well just keep on going with it. But hey, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. But man, it's been awesome to have you on here sharing your story. Like I said, I know there's a lot of coaches and um and athletes that I know there's gonna be a lot of coaches that are gonna be really excited to have their kids hear this. Um and like I said, this is to me I feel like you you epitomize epitomize, you know, what it means to be a champion and the way that you came, you know, came back every day your freshman year. And you know, that's something that a lot of kids, whether they're going into their senior year or they're just starting it, like you said, just being in a circle that 
is hard. Some of your toughest battles are going to be in that wrestling room every single day. And if you have good teammates, they're going to be putting it on you every single day. So, you know, the fact that you're able to come through that and, and keep going and keep your goals in sight, even though it felt like you fell short, you know, I'm very proud of you. Um, and I'm very glad to know you. And I'm excited to see what you offer in the Tallahassee area going forward. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. I, I really appreciate it. I love what you guys are doing here, too. Nobody likes talking about what they love more than wrestlers. And this is a it's a great idea. Honor to be on, especially be the first of the champ series. And, and good luck to you the rest of the way. Yeah, Joe, I want to I want to just echo what Jordan just said. You know, I'm you know, we we tossed around a couple of names about who we wanted to kick off the series and and um your, your name came up and I thought, you know, that, that's a, that's a great idea to have Joe on because you're still so relevant in the local wrestling scene. And it, you added so much great texture to your story. So many great details, so many great experiences that you had that I think are going to resonate with our listeners. And man, uh, just like Jordan said, man, I'm proud of you. And um, you, you certainly are a prime example of the kind of guests that we want on our show uh again appreciate you keep up the good work and we'll see you again soon yeah and thanks still, guys and still has the best mustache in north florida <laughs> by far now everyone knows who you're talking about all the kids at home yeah, they're like they're like they're like, they're like hawaiian shirt guy oh i know him now <laughs> all right man take take it easy joe Thanks again to 2010 state champion from Swanee High School, Joe McMillan. We really appreciate him spending some time with us and giving us that uh, insight of how to persevere through a lot of adversity, not through just one year, but uh, multiple years throughout the most of the most of your career, and uh, finally coming away with that top prize, going from underdog to top dog. So thanks again, and thank you guys for listening. Make sure you tune into the next episode. Hey guys, Logan Fletcher here. I just got done listening to that last episode featuring Joe McMillan. You know, it was such a great episode. And I wanted everyone to know out there that Joe McMillan really is that great of a guy. I was a freshman his senior year. I, I snaked my way onto that district lineup. And so I got that second place team medal that he was talking about. It's the only FHSA medal I got, but hey, I'm proud to have it. You know, I wanted to, I wanted the world to know that. Joe really is that great of a guy. He inspired me so much. He probably doesn't even realize how much I looked up to him and the rest of the people on our team. I remember that regional finals match that he lost. I remember finding him in the stairwell after that and seeing him beat himself up for it. I walked up to him and patted him on the back and let him know that me and the rest of the team were still behind him. And it just made that win, you know, at state that much better. I wanted to thank y'all for what y'all are doing. This podcast is excellent. Keep it up. And I'd like to see y'all again sometime.